Moderately moderate and decidedly stupid. This is Broken Link Radio. Seven years later, Gabe, the Archangel, what's going on? Not too much, Brad. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be back here doing this again. Uh, I've had an emotional couple days. It's been uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I'm not going to lie. Really? Why is that, Brad? Do you remember? Do you remember WMA format? Uh, yeah. So I'm getting everything set up. Like I said, I haven't done this show in seven years, and I'm really excited to do it again. Uh, and it requires a little bit of technical know-how, which is not necessarily my strong suit. I'm a little bit more of what we call an administrator, a producer, not so much an engineer. Uh, and so I decided the other day, amidst the pandemic that we all find ourselves surrounded by, danger in every corner, um... I decided that I need to make the adventurous trip to go to Walmart uh, because in order to accomplish some of the things that I need to do in order to get set up correctly, I need to acquire an MP3 recorder. Um, so I don't know if you if, if you've ever used these, but it's it's really like say, oh, uh, it's like the 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 Talkboy. Remember the Talkboy from way back in the day, the the Macaulay Culkin toy from. Home Alone 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a really handy thing to do. So say I want to grab some audio, move it from one place to another, or for instance, when I get a sound effect and I want to mess around with it, rather than trying to extract the source of that sound effect or clip or most of the stuff you hear uh, on the show comes from some sort of audio that I grab just using a cord and, and an MP3 recorder, a line-in recorder. Um, and they, you can get them pretty cheap. Like this one was about forty bucks, and they actually they actually come cheaper, which is uh, something that I want to get to. So I desperately need, in order to have this show today with you right now, I desperately need an MP3 recorder. So I make that trip to Walmart, and I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if this is how things are there for you in the Phoenix Metro, but uh, they are staggering and queuing people at Walmart, so they don't. You can't get into Walmart around here without permission first. Okay. Is that the situation? Is that the situation down there? Not Walmart, but Home Depot. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm I'm walking uh walking into you know what I thought would be the entrance of Walmart and I'm stopped by an older gentleman who tells me that I need to get in the queue and then I'm standing my 6 feet behind the person in front of me and waiting my turn to go in and that person walks forward and now I think it's time for me to go. he's like, "Wait. You got to wait to see if he grabs a cart." So then we both sort of awkwardly stared at this old guy <laughs> who is sort of pacing. And by the way, if 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 this coronavirus situation is as bad as everyone's saying, why are you old people make going out to Walmart and and your local department store and your grocery stores and get send somebody else to do these things in so droves. That you don't end up dead in droves too. I feel like there's so more I, out now that they've been told not to go out. So now it's like I'm seven years old and during recess again, where I'm being held up and I'm not allowed to go in the building without permission. <laughs> um, and so we find out that he does not grab a cart, which I guess means that they let me in a little bit sooner. So, and I, you know, they're just trying to throttle the traffic so that there's not hundreds of people in a Walmart at a time. So I get that. Uh, but I have to make a beeline for the electronics department. And they are currently in stock of one and exactly one type of MP3 recorder. Despite what the website says at Walmart.com, uh, this is an Olympus V9, VN541PC. 
Um, so it's got cool things. It, it connects with USB, and which is important to note. Um, and it's got so it's got three and a half, uh, three and a half millimeter jacks, which is good because most computers use those. And I'm thinking, all right, cool. I'm going to be able to get everything set up. I'm going to get the 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 uh, intro to the show done and do all the editing and all that stuff that I need to do to have this conversation with you today. Uh, cash out, come home, get everything set up. Super excited. Like I said, I love doing this and it's taken me seven years to get my life back to the point where I can do this. And, uh, and then I grab some audio and I'm, I'm jazzed. Cause you know how much you and I talk about it a lot, how, excited I am to grab some audio, tinker with it in audacity, mess around with it, get it to sound good. I'm just jazzed. I'm I'm doing my thing. I'm in my element, right? Mm. So now comes the the moment where you, the magical moment where you take all that that audio that you've collected and you connect it to that USB drive. God, it feels so good. And then you open up the file explorer, and boom. There's your audio. Every single file is in a WMA format. <laughs> So the the MP3 recorder that cost me forty dollars, not twenty, doesn't record MP3s at all, and um, and it connects with USB one. I don't know where this thing came from, and I don't know why it's the only MP3 recorder Walmart has around me right now. But I had to not only capture any audio that I needed for today, but then I had to go and individually convert each of those files into MP3, which, by the way. You cannot actually do natively. You need to uh, go through a few back doors on the internet in order to convert each file into... Like, you can't just load up a WMA file into Audacity or your sound editor of choosing because right. Windows doesn't let you. The the converters have all long since disappeared from the internet. You used to be able to in mass, but, you know, then it became the year 2005 and 6 and 7 and so on, and... I think did, did they ship that in from the past, Brad? Is that where they their supplier I, was? <laughs> I I don't know where I've never heard of an MP3 recorder that doesn't record MP3s. <laughs> never in my life. Not only that, but it it goes back to this larger issue of like there's some things that should have been getting better over time. For instance, telephone calls should sound better in our current year than they did in 1992. But the reality is that when you talk to somebody on the phone, there's like a 45% chance you're not going to finish the conversation when it drops. Mm -hmm. Phone calls suck more than they did 25 years ago. It's called a USB drive, a USB port. What does the U in USB stand for, Gabe? I would imagine universal, right? Universal. How? How, in our current year of our Lord, is it possible that a, a device with universal in its name has three different types of connections? And not only does it have three different types of connections, but each of those connections could also have different amperages, different different levels of electricity. Like, we took something, we took the idea of a universal serial bus universal and then split it up into different versions and then split it up into different wattages. So you know that thing where you plug your phone into a USB charger and it'll sit there all night and you wake up and you still have 24%. Mm -hmm. It's because the universal serial bus is not universal. Well, that's an easy one, Brad. There's multiple universes. 
It's <laughs> at least three of I them. I feel like when you say something like that, it makes you feel like you're in an in, in an alternate universe. Well, that's why it's not you know like your universal is not my universal apparently. So that's why your wattages and your amps are different. And it, if you plug into my port, it doesn't you know react the same way in my machine as it would on yours. It's my amp. What I'm trying to I'm trying to explain to you is that my MP3 recorder doesn't record MP3s. And universal serial buses, at this time in our technological history, do not mean universal. And phone calls drop more than they used to when we didn't have, when we had worse technology. One streaming video, too. How many How many of your VH ta- VHS tapes buffered? <laughs> well, to be fair about VHS tapes, they look like crap True. all the time. <laughs> All the time, VHS tapes never look good. I remember as a as a young child, I used to I used to religiously record wrestling off of television, and I was always making that that uh, fateful decision: do I go SLP or do I go SP? If I go SP, I'm only going to get one episode of Monday Night Raw. If I do SLP, I can get like 25 matches broken up in like 10 10 minute intervals. So I usually would have an SP tape. That would record stuff at a slightly better, and again, slightly better video quality than than my SLP. And the SLP was like for bulk mm. viewing. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever made those decisions. I remember I had one VHS tape from my youth that had three Star Trek movies on it. It was like magic. I just recall SLP meant eight hours, so put it in SLP. I never distinct. I was actually going to ask the question, but you answered it before I could. So it was a quality difference. Is that what? Right. Yeah. There was a high. Were? There was okay. a higher fidelity. Did not. Although know I that. did have this one VCR that, for some reason, if you used LP, which was the sort of like the in between setting, it always looked worse. And again, exactly how this works, I'm not sure. But LP always looked worse than SP or SLP. So you never used LP. I don't know of anybody that ever did, but or if that was just me being weird. Um. So, if I had. So you're not one of those kids that had to make that decision. No, SLP got me everything I needed on one tape as much as I could. I uh, that was I used VHS recording almost exclusively for Star Trek movies, uh, wrestling, and I also would hook up a VCR to a radio and record radio shows that would air uh, when when I was at school and listen to them on delay when I came back home from school. Hmm. Okay, I never thought to do that. That's actually really cool. I guess, I guess radio stations used to do that, too, back in the day. Okay. So, nowadays, uh, we have the ability to use DVRs or watch things on demand, and that's awesome. So, I finally got around to seeing the the not only the season, but the series finale of uh, Modern Family. Were you, were you privy to this? Did you watch this? Have I... you seen it? I have seen it. I'm, I'm very familiar with the, the show. I thought it was 100% in syndication. Right. I did not know that they were still making new episodes. So they still they've been having new new series, new se- or seasons of the or of the series. Well, I guess that would indicate as to why it's why it's ending is because they're I know they're not the first person to tell me that uh, they didn't realize that Modern Family was still a thing. So um, Modern Family is interesting because I really liked it back when it came out in 09, uh, 2010. I followed it through like eleven or twelve, uh, but I also got to the point where I felt that making making the appointment viewing thing was somewhat unnecessary and i figured ah 
give it a couple more years, they'll peter out. You know, most scripted television mm. doesn't last very long, um, any longer. Six, seven season would be a really good run. And then I'll just do like I did with Scrubs and like I did with uh, The Office and just catch it all up. And it just now ended. And you're right. It also surprised me. I was like, shoot, I thought I was going to catch up to it. Now I've got 11 seasons to watch, uh, right. 20, 24 episodes a season, each a half hour. So that's uh, 12 hours times freaking 11, right? That is a lot of... <laughs> A so lot of modern family. <laughs> that's a lot of modern family, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> so, but here's the thing, because I also went through this. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know that Curb Your Enthusiasm did a fake Seinfeld reunion. So, I found out that there's all these episodes of the the of Curb Your Enthusiasm that have the Seinfeld cast basically doing a show about a reunion show that never actually happens. Or a show about a reunion show, if it were to happen, even though it didn't really, which in fact makes it its own. Reu- Are you following me? Does this make sense to you? Or, ouch, ouch in my head, ow to all okay. of that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, super cool. And I'm, uh, uh, but here's the thing about television, is that I, 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 and I'm intellectually way better than this, but emotionally, I get connected to characters that I know don't exist. So I always make the comparison. I say. Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld is my dream girl. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is could go to hell. I don't really care. She's, <laughs> you know, she's... But uh, Elaine, specifically Elaine. <laughs> Elaine Bennis, if she, or Aaron from The Office. I would marry her tomorrow. Aaron from The Office doesn't exist. And the actress who plays Aaron from The Office, I've never even bothered to learn her name. Okay. Because I saw, her, I saw her out of character one time. I was like, ugh. When does she stop talking? <laughs> but I've always... Whenever those characters, whenever you know that that character ends, it's really the same as that character dying, right? Because that character ceases to exist in a linear fashion, right? So it's almost like when Modern Family ends, every single one of those characters, if you like them at all, are dead. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. However, so I knew going into this Modern Family episode where they're going to do whatever they're going to do and they explain where everyone goes and all that stuff. I, I just knew I was going to be an emotional wreck. Right. Okay. So I sit through now the, the, the episode itself was rather pedestrian. The writing wasn't especially great. It wasn't even really, uh, uh, that much of a funny episode. There's a few laughs in there, but I knew, I knew the whole time we get to the sending and I'm going to start bawling like a baby. And sure enough, we get to the final scene of modern family they do the family hug. There's they, oh, and the other thing about Modern Family is they do like the post credit scene where they they you know they have a little bit of a vignette while they roll the credits and there's still a little bit of show, just to really put the dagger through my heart. There is no more post ed, like post credit screen. It's just they play sad going away music and they're just like that's it. That's Modern Family. So I'm thanks a mess, for coming. Right. Thanks for coming. I'm a, me- yeah. I'm a mess. And then I've also been binge watching Star Trek Picard. Uh, I started it. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit for a lot of reasons. Some things that I could criticize, but that's not where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm watching Star Trek Picard, and I got stuck on it to where I had to f- watch episodes one through seven in one sitting because it was what every episode ended where you're like, oh, I can't just leave it there. Like, I just can't. Can't mm. leave it there. Can't pause it there. Can't stop there. So I get to episode seven. Episode seven is where all the characters from Star Trek The Next Generation show up and, you know, give Captain Bacarga a hug and talk about the old days and stuff, right? 
So I left it there. But that means that the next time I sit down and watch a show, the, the season's going to end, right? Mm. So they pull the gut punch. And I don't care if this is spoilers because you had your opportunity to watch the show. The season's over. They kill Data for good. Right? And Captain Picard is the one who do- does it. It's like a it's like a euthanasia type thing. Okay. So roughly two and a half hours after I'm sitting on the couch crying by myself about the end of Modern Family, <laughs> I'm bawling because Data's dead. This is all in one night. I yes. Yes, oh, this is now now <laughs> it's like now it's like two twenty in the morning and I'm sitting in the living room crying by myself about no more data, no more Sarah Highland. Ed O'Neill is dead to me. Sophia Vergara's not on TV, and that should make you cry all by itself. So it was a rough, it was a rough couple. That's what I said. It's been a rough couple days. I've got the, I've got the situation with my MP3 recorder. No more Sophia Vergara in my life, and uh, Data's dead. See, I thought that Data was already dead. No, it's it's complicated. Okay, it's, it's complicated. I'll explain it to you during the break. Okay. Radio, uh, Gabe, I wanted to circle back because as I was thinking about it, trying to explain it to you, uh, I, I mentioned about how I, I make connections to on-screen characters in a way that doesn't necessarily make much intellectual sense. Um, and I, th- I think I think that it goes back to um, Lassie. Have you ever watched an episode of Lassie? I think I know exactly the episode you're talking about. <laughs> um, just the other day, I finished for the first time in 30 years i finished the episode uh an episode of lassie called the fog okay so uh, i'm bringing it up right now but it is it's an i just watched it so i i don't know why i'm having a hard time finding it but so you got lassie right timmy talks to lassie so timmy and lassie go on a camping expedition with with their parents okay long story short timmy goes off on his own with the dog timmy gets caught in quicksand and uh i remember sitting on my mom's bed watching this episode of lassie and becoming really worried that timmy was not going to get out of this quicksand right not only that but when lassie went to go let everyone know of the issue of the problem of Timmy being stuck in the quicksand. Lassie gets into a fight with a wolf. I'll I'll bring up the scene specifically. So you've got Lassie here. And then here's Lassie. And there's a duck. And the other thing that's amazing about this episode uh, is how incredibly stupid the parents are the entire time. Um, they're doing, they're making poor decisions throughout the entire episode. Look at this. 
Look at the dog's just whining. And there's Timmy, and he's his parents are caught in a fog, a literal fog. There's a fire and a stick. They've got a fire, fire stick, and a stick. And there's Lassie, right? So as I remembered it, uh, Lassie's, Lassie goes to rescue Timmy. Timmy gets stuck in <laughs> Timmy gets stuck in the quicksand. So I run to my mother. I'm crying. I'm having a hard time. Now, as I remembered this, my father explained to me that they're never going to let Timmy die on a TV show. He's going to get rescued. So in my memory, I remember being banned from ever watching Lassie again because I was too emotionally involved and uh, <laughs> and, and okay. engaged in, in the episode. I was weeping and, and crying. However, for the first time in 30 years, I finished this episode of Lassie, and there's a specific scene that I, I, I'm not even joking. There be There's a repressed memory of this episode, and that's when the wolf shows up. Look at this. Those are dogs fighting on television. Yeah. So this is what turned me into a, a, a weeping, crying, howling mess at five years old. Look at that. That's a dog fighting another dog. Like what? What Michael Vick went to what to jail for? Yeah, that's a shoot fight. That's I don't think there were any trainers involved there. Is that a shoot wolf? And there's Timmy. Is that a real wolf? No, no, that they painted like another dog. Well, and there too. But there's they Timmy. Painted a dog for this <laughs> to fight with Lassie. <laughs> I know, I know. And then Timmy is buried in quicksand, and there's Lassie, who's a who's a girl, a girl dog, literally Lassie, mm-hmm. right? Oh, traumatic. This was entertainment in the, in the city. Right. Acceptable. Dog Perfectly fight acceptable. on television. Amazing. So, from a young age, I've been emotionally involved with the characters that don't make it, including Timmy right. and Lassie. And I, I, I confronted my demons this morning, and I finished this episode all the way through. But, yeah, when I sat down and watched this episode of Lassie, I was kind of like, oh, my God, there's dogs fighting. <laughs> it's like, a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> Dog fights were okay uh, back in 60s, 50s, 60s America. Yeah. You know you know what was okay in the 90s? What's that? Alternative rock. Boy, what a segue. Eh? Ooh, good one. <sighs> Love it. So uh, this, has been a, this has been a thing that I've just been frustrated with uh, for a long time. And it's really, it's really exacerbated by the fact that uh, I would love to play for you the number one alternative rock song in the country as we re- as we record this show today all right let's hear it it should be good right um you i don't i don't know i, I would love to hear what you think all right i mean you, i wouldn't consider you a straight up alt rocker but you're in you're into the musics right i i've definitely delved far into the alt rock scene especially of the 90s so here is what alt rock sounds like in uh in our current temporary time all right. You remember the Strokes from like the early 2000s? Yeah, is this new Strokes? Now this part of the song is like literally a Blink-182 bridge. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of into it right now. I'm liking it. Now if you know anything about good rock and roll and alternative rock, You've got the soft and you've got the dynamic range. You got the soft stuff. You got the loud stuff. You got the the bridge, the chorus, the verses, and all that. Right. So they got like a cool, uh, you know, retro '70s 
vibe they got going on the music video. And honestly, the music video is uh, all right by me. I don't really care. But you've got... Uh, it's a little cheesy for my taste, but it's the stroke, so that's to be expected, I think. Right. Well, I mean, we're a minute in, and they're still playing a Blink-182 bridge. It's out, yeah. Again, it's the stroke, so... I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think it ever gets any better than this? Do I think what now? Do you think it ever gets any better than this? No. It's the strokes. <laughs> you don't like the strokes? Um, I don't mind the strokes. I feel like I heard Last Night, and that's the only stroke song I ever needed to hear. Last Night is a badass song, though. It is very good. I li- I'm a uh, big fan of it. Then I bought a couple CDs of theirs. And they weren't quite as good as last night, but they sounded like it. This could be the brother of last night. Last night, she said, oh, man, I feel so now. It's like a bunch of people who don't know how to party getting ready to go to a party is what I would describe this song as. Or or the even back then, the Strokes sort of gave me the vibe like they were the people that are trying too hard not to try too hard. Right. And I'll tell you one thing, they didn't try very hard on this song. It's about average strokes worth effort or stroke-ish effort. What is, what is it? It's a birthday party. So I take Zoloft for my anxiety. Uh-huh. This is what this is this song is what I feel like if I accidentally take two. <laughs> This video, I feel like, is what you would see if you accidentally took two. So, that was the Strokes. And I know you're not super high on the Strokes. You're just kind of like me. But uh, I've always been and continue to be uh, a 90s kid who just loves Blink-182. And Blink-182's had some new music come out in the last year and a half or so. Have you heard any of it, Gabe? I have not. I saw them in concert last, uh, last year in Chicago, about last September. Okay. But with the just with the party environment, just it was a gigantic festival going on. I wasn't right. close to the stage, so I wasn't super attentive. I only recognized their old stuff, basically. Oh, okay. So which you, I love. They did play. They played newer. They played newer stuff, but they you didn't know any of it. I'm sure they did. It was about two hours, or it was about probably an hour and a half long set. So I was sort of, and there were some libations involved, so I wasn't super attentive. Auditorily, Trump? a little bit. So. This this song has a little bit less to do with the song itself, although not not a huge fan of it. It's definitely not like this kind of stuff that I like. But that right there, Gabe, is an eight-year-old dancing. Yeah, starting off like a normal Blink-182 video. Uh, No, no. Now, he was in a, a plane crash, right? Is that Travis? Travis Barker, yeah. So... Here's, there's a few things going on in this video, okay? I looked it up last night because I knew we were going to talk about this. Uh, are you, you know how old Mark Hoppus is? My guess would be 42. You'd be off by six years. Uh, Mark Hoppus is almost 50 years old. Wow, okay. And then uh, Matt Skiba is 42, 40, no, 44. And I believe Travis is 42. Or I have them swapped. 
but they're all they're all in their 40s and then Mark Hoppus specifically uh, is getting towards 50. So what I want to ask you game is when was the last time you saw a 50 year old man wearing matching clothes with eight year olds? Well, you know, I was going to say, thank goodness he has his clothes on at all, especially since he's on a playground as a 50-year-old man. <laughs> oh, because of what's my and age? Mark my, what's my age again? Well, oh, and all their antics, just Blink-182. That's what they're known for, the whole enemy of the state era. Why are there a bunch of kids dancing with a 50-year-old? So, is that Emo, Emo Phillips, or is that the guy from Weezer? Is he filled in for Tom? No, that's Matt Skiba. He's from Alkaline Trio. Oh, that's right. Okay. I did the, the song. Thing, the, the other thing is, like, uh, Travis Barker fancies himself a DJ these days. So there's uh, a lot of hip-hop stuff going on in the records. And my tolerance for that sort of thing is, you know, I have a certain point. There's all these annoying kids in this freaking video. And they're surround. There, there's a bunch of kids surrounded, or excuse me, yeah, surrounding fifty-year-old men doing Fortnite dances. This is not Blink One Eighty Two, Gabe. Well, there's no Tom. Anything sends Tom is not Blink One Eighty Two. Well, see, you can fill in for Mark. I'm, I'm not a Tom loyalist because Tom can't sing worth a damn, anyways. Exactly. That's the whole point of Blink-182 oh, is that Tom can't sing. How do you... See, no. The point of Blink-182 is to make catchy music that's, like, got a punk aesthetic. And you can't make catchy music if you can't sing. Uh, they're not angsty. They haven't been angsty since Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, though. This is this fits right in line, I feel like. This is a good children. new Why era. There, <laughs> there's children. What is... I don't want children... I don't want children in any of my even commercial pop punk music. No more children. It's, Can we get rid of the children when you sing songs? The, the, okay. They're not on the dude ranch anymore, Brad. Blink they're they're has far a from song it. <laughs> called I Want to F a Dog in the A. And if you've ever heard the, either seen them live or, see, or heard the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, there's a lot of stuff that should not be said. Around children, which ironically should, I got into when I was a child. It shouldn't be said at all. Right. Probably. <laughs> so what it is is these bands that used to be good, I don't know who's in their ear or what life decisions they're making nowadays when it comes to their music, but this is just intolerable stuff. So, you know, the, the song itself is, ugh, you know, probably on the lower end in terms of uh, the catalog, if you will. But right. uh, yeah, I can't get over a fifty-year-old dancing. Not only, but, but again, I can't reiterate this enough. Not only dancing with eight-year-olds, but wearing a matching outfit with eight-year-olds in a school. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the premise of that is. Maybe unity. What are we, what are we doing? <laughs> and then, uh, probably a couple months after that, Green Day released a new song. Remember Green Day? I love Green Day. Oh, Goes hand in hand with Blink-182. Oh, Let's okay. hear it. Oh, there's that classic Green Day sound. This is not the Bay Area type sound. 
Blink-182, or Blink-182, Green Day sucked pretty much since the fourth track on American Idiot. It's, there's no other way to put it. You know, I like some of their later stuff. I don't like know what? who this Gloria chick they've been singing about for the last 20 years is, but... Here's the hook. You know what this reminds me of? What? Remember when singers like Alanis Morissette and Jewel turned dancey to fit, like, because Madonna did, basically? Right, yeah. It's sort of along those lines. Like, these pop-punk bands that were something and had their own sound, now they want to sound like all, modern mainstream radio. All the 90s bands want to sound like Imagine Dragons. Yeah. And there's always... And here's, it's, again, it's another song with kids chanting in it. If you pay attention to the hook the next time it comes around, you can hear all these kids singing. What is it with the kids? And why is Billy Joe... Oh, okay. Billy Joe's not texting back and forth with the 16-year-old. No. Okay, thank God. It's you, not too far... You hear, so you hear is, the kids? You hear the kids? I'm just a face in the crowd. Okay, yeah, I do. God, I want, I want Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two to leave the children out of this, please. That would be nice, but I mean, they're all dads by now, probably. Some of them grandfathers, probably. Full assumption, zero research. Right? Do you want other parents just chilling with like groups of children? I don't. They're not. They're not softball coaches. I don't know. I think they could be. I don't want. I don't <laughs> want. Be I don't want any eight-year-olds around Billy Joe. Now that's and, a fair statement. As much as and, I love Billy Joe, I think that's a fair statement. And I forgot to look up his age, but who was he kidding with that that dye job on his hair? Oh, it. You know how he's kept that American idiot look all these years. And then there's this big black guy oiling himself up. What? So the. What this song is sort of this sarcastic rebuke of uh, of the the culture nowadays to sort of seek stardom over anything else and fame. But I found that interesting and ironic that somebody who's world famous in a rock band doesn't want anybody else to chase fame. You know, or maybe it's just the fact that they they did it so nonchalantly that oh, he did it for the art. Nobody should nobody should try. Yeah. Don't even try, man. Like, like you, don't try. That's if you, how we did If it. you want to have a YouTube channel and get popular off it, well, that's just not cool because I did it the way that I did it. You should just go to clubs in Oakland and well, that, that, but this do drugs. Kind of, it's kind of why I, I just sort of flicked the switch after American Idiot uh, with them. Because Once they got preachy. Yes. What? What's with the preachiness? You have a... You have an album named after crap. That's you're famous because you wrote an album about crap. Defecation. And a song about masturbation. Uh, and a song about, about masturbation. masturbation specifically. <laughs> yes. And now yeah. you're telling us how to live. It's you know what it's like. It's like when you talk to that reformed porn star or the reformed uh, stripper who. It's like nobody cares what your views on life are and nobody cares about your life lessons. I'm sorry. You strip for a living. 
You took dick for a living. Twelve years in the strip. You like twelve years in the strip club. You took dick for a living, and that's fine. I'm not going to judge you for it. God bless you. Right. I hope hope you. But I am not going to take life advice from you or political advice. I don't care what you think. Like, just shut up, man. Exactly. The the ex junkie doesn't necessarily need to tell me to find Jesus. Necessarily. No. Right. (laughs) And, And nobody asked. Like, by the way. American Idiot, the song, not the album, but the song, is super preachy, annoying, and not very good. That's fair, I think. That's I don't, fair. I am okay with Green Day going away. I want Blink-182 Blink to try one more time, because I listened to their whole new album, and it basically sucks. But Green Day can really go away. I'm done with Green Day. And I'm really done with people trying to put kids in their songs all the time. That I don't understand. Is that a new thing? Is that like the sound right now to have that, kids that's the, chanting? Yeah, it, like it replaces the finger snaps. Now it's the children chanting, or you know, I don't get. I'm lost. This is where this is where you start to feel old. Like I don't get what's going on right now. It used to be drums, bass, and uh, guitar with with some singing, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, verse. Make weird noises. Whatever. And these yeah. Are t- these are two bands that. Made their entire living off of not being able to sing. It's co- like that's it's, why we know them. <laughs> it's cool to be creative, but that doesn't mean that just because it's creative doesn't mean it doesn't suck. Like so, that again is another one of the, it's like the Stroke song where it's like, how many Ambien did you take when you recorded it? Coming up, uh, <laughs> Gabe, it's you versus the world. I mean, I've spent the majority of the the first half of the program pitting myself against the world. Now it's your turn. You're going to be taking on uh, a rando. Orando and uh, Gabe versus the world coming up. It's a new segment. I hope you brought your game face. I'm excited. You played some music to pump me up. Let's do this. Let's take on the world. You know, within reason, when a movie's out in movie theaters, I'll, you know, there's some leeway there. But uh, I, there are just recently people that I'm allowed to speak about Star Wars around because they're like, don't tell me. I'm waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray or DVD. Who waits that long for anything? For the Star Wars Mandalorian or Star Wars, like, the original three episodes? The, the last crappy movie that they made, whichever. I, I honestly get the titles confused. Yeah, I'm not real familiar with, with that. I know up to about uh, Return of the Jedi that I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, that Return of the Jedi is probably my second favorite one, and uh, and the newer ones I wasn't, I didn't really care much for it. But uh, I gotta get our other contestant online because Gabe, you are going against the world, and we are going to be connecting with somebody who is going to represent the world against you today. Are you ready for this? Oh, all right. Let's do this. All right. So I'm going to dial 
I'm going to dial our contestant now, and hopefully they are ready as I... In a world, in a city, where anything can happen. In a town, driven by competition that's powered by violence. All that stands between a city and a disaster is a man, a reluctant soldier, an ex-con, the perfect enemy. They found him near a plane crash. Now, they're about to collide. One bullet at a time. They can't change course, but he doesn't have a choice. His loyalty is to a child fighting for everything he holds dear. For freedom, for family, for keeps. The passion is real. This is a uh, classic. I be- hey, Dave, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Gabe, you're on Broken Link Radio with Gabe. You're playing Gabe versus the world. I'm going to take a couple seconds to explain how the game works. Okay. Um, if either of the two of you are familiar with Family Feud, it works in a very similar manner. I, uh, I'm one of those uh, people that takes things that they really need and puts them just out of their, their reach when they really need them most. So I got my notepad that I'm going to keep score for. So I'm going to ask Gabe and David a series of 10 questions. Each question is going to be a chance for them to earn points against each other. The person with the most amount of points after 10 questions is going to win Gabe versus the world. Um, and so you simply answer a question as an example would be name a decision people make that will affect their entire life. And so you might think of something like a tattoo or a marriage, but whatever your answer would be, uh, there is a points. There is a series of points that are assigned to it. If there are no points assigned to that answer, you will score zero points. Does everybody understand the rules? Yep. Yep. All right. So obviously we're not going to ask that first question. That's the one that I set up to burn. We've got Big David and Gabriel the Archangel. Howdy, Dave. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And round. All right. And we're going to have our guest, Big David, go first because, after all, it is Gabe versus the world. Are we ready? Yep. All right. Big David, name a part of your body that never stops growing. Never stops growing. My hair. Your hair never stops growing. David, that answer is worth 52 points. That is a phenomenal answer. Gabe, Gabe's got a big start, big head start on you right now with 52 points. Right out of the gate, a big one. Your question, Gabe, are you ready? Yes, I am. During a power failure, name something that you can still turn on. Candles. Candles are not on the list. You've scored a grand total of zero points in round one, Gabe. Ooh, no. Look at his name. All right. <laughs> I'd like to know what he said that one. Candle. Oh. Not on the board. Okay. okay. Big David. Yep. Give me a specific reason why you wouldn't... I'm having a hard time reading these cards. Give me a specific reason why you wouldn't want to be married to yourself. Because I'm a slob. David's answer is that he is a slob. David, that answer is worth a solid 14 points, and that is also the number one available answer. Wow. Okay, so, Gabe, you're going into round two, and Big David has scored both number one answers on the board so far. Okay. Let's do this. So you got you got to come in strong here with this one. Are you ready, Gabe? I'm stretching. We're ready. Okay. Gabe, name me a place where everyone stares at you if you show up late. 
at a meeting. Meeting is worth 11 points. Gabe is on the board with 11 points. Swish. So, we're back to you, Big David, with a commanding lead right now. Okay. Uh, name a gift from their husbands that wives have to sometimes pretend to like. Uh, I would say uh, jewelry. Jewelry? That's a solid answer. It's worth 11 points. So, you know, right now, Gabe, the name of the game so far for Big David has been consistency. He's got uh, he's scored in every round thus far, not and only once has he missed the number one answer. Are you ready for your question? I am. Let's go. Okay. Gabe, name me a place in your home you've never cleaned under. Let's say <clears throat> the refrigerator. Refrigerator is worth 18 points. Boom. You are you are hanging on but barely. Big David, are you ready? Yep. You got about a 40-point lead over Gabe here. So That's not enough. That, that, fir- that, that fir- well, that first round set you up pretty good. Dave, Big David, name a person you don't necessarily like but you are obliged to get along with. My boss. Your answer is your boss, and that is worth a big hunk of 21 points. Gabe, are you going to get in this game or not? We're going to do it right now. This is you the need one. to start watching Frammy Feed more often. I named this game after you, Gabe. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can't lose the first opportunity at the championship. That's ridiculous. The world is not beating me today. Okay. Gabe, name a good place to eavesdrop on people's conversation. Hmm. The grocery store? The Mahler store is worth seven points, which is, if you're keeping track, exactly a third of the points that your opponent scored in the last, in that round. We're almost there. All right. Big David, I think you could probably coast the rest of this game at this point. Probably. But... Name a gripe that a dentist might have about one of their patients. What was that again? A gripe? Name a yeah, name a gripe or complaint that a dentist might have about one of their patients. Um, bad breath. Bad breath? <laughs> okay, that's not good. No. Okay, no, I mean, it's great, but it's not good for Gabe. Dave, that is worth 64 points. <laughs> and that is also the number one answer. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, this... That was an obvious one. Oh. oh, that's... I'm sympathetic. All right. I'm sympathetic, but you're just pathetic right now. Name a kind of item, Gabe, that people frequently buy on impulse. Um, let's say candy bars. That is the number one answer, and that is worth a good 50 points. And you would actually be back in the game had Big David not just scored 60 on you. Do you remember that time that uh, Allen Iverson scored 60 points on an entire team? Yeah, I do. No. Yeah. Oh, you don't? Well, because you just got 60 points scored on just you. Mm. Ouch. That's rough. Okay. Big David, are you ready for yours? Yep. Name a four-letter word that's something every woman wants. Um, well, every woman wants. Four-letter word that every woman wants. A ring. What did you say? A ring. A ring. That, you know... You really need to miss one of these in order for Gabe to catch up at all. 
That is worth 16 points, not the number one answer, but also a solid number. Gabe, you need to continue to score like like we talk about, right? You need mm -hmm. to have that you need to have that consistency along the way, but not only that, this guy needs to stop scoring points on you, bro. I think so. Okay. Gabe, name a kind of food that gets stuck between your teeth. Um, spinach or vegetables. Spinach or vegetables is not on the list. You've scored zero points. That's a hard. That was a hard one. We got four more rounds to go, and you need to shut Big David out here in a little bit. Okay. Big David, if you decided to live a simpler life, what's the first thing you would get rid of? Um, all the electronics. Can you give me something more specific than electronics? Um, what would I get rid of? A simple life, I would say, how about the stove? You would get rid of the stove? Yeah, like barbecue and stuff all the time. Simple life, that means you don't have, you don't, I guess. All right. That, that was a the hard stove one. is worth zero points. Gabe, you've okay. been let back in the game. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go, Gabe. Name a job that requires more nerve than you have. Firefighter. Firefighter is on the list. It's only worth eight points, but it's points nonetheless. All right, Big Dave. All right. Name a part of your body where men start to grow hair about the same time they start losing the hair on their heads. Wow. Name a part of your body you start growing hair. Um, Around wow. the same time they start losing hair on their head. I'm going to have to say your hand. Just guessing. Hand oh. is not on the list. It is worth zero points. Gabe, here is the time to strike. Gabe versus the world. It's on the line. Round, round eight. Here we go. This is your eighth opportunity to defend yourself against the world, Gabe. Name a kind of place whose employees should stay home if they're sick. A school. Of all the things on this list that were worth more than more than five points, school is not one of them. Uh, so, <laughs> school or testing is worth five points. You're still in it because, actually, Big David has been shut out in the last two cards. So, Big David, Gabe really needs another favor here. Name a kind of business where you always see customers losing their temper. Always see customers losing their temper. Um, wow. Wow. Um, kind of business where people always lose their temper. Wow, this is bad. <laughs> um, I don't know. Where was the, la where was the last uh, place you lost your temper out in public? They lose their temper. Well, this is really hard. I'm gonna say, is there a temper? Last tour at a restaurant. Um, well, it's, in actuality, the last time I lost my temper was in a was it was a restaurant. So I guess I'll just say restaurant. You gotta go with restaurant. Is that yeah. your answer? Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the number one answer, and we're thirty points, Big David. That is just weird. Because well, that happened to me back when I was like twenty years old. But 
I don't really. That was just a fluke thing. I don't know. I don't remember seeing a lot of people lose their temper in restaurants, but okay. Well, you remember, you don't have to lose your temper with anyone in particular. I think uh, the last time I lost my temper was also at a restaurant, but it had nothing to do with my food, and it had nothing to do with... Uh, Mine either. It had nothing. That's, it was just. It was actually. Yeah, it was weird. actually because somebody else was being obnoxious in the restaurant, and I had enough of their nonsense. Uh, Gabe, we are struggling here. Uh, you're defending your honor against the world here on Broken Link Radio. Name the kind of place where time seems to pass very slowly. The waiting room of a doctor's office. That is a fantastic answer. It is the number one answer. It is worth 38 points and. I'm assuming that had Big David not scored a drop, like, 40 points on you just now, this would be a much closer game. All right, Big David, name a place where you are likely to see men crying. I like to see men crying. Um, funeral, I guess. All right. Oh. Okay, that is worth 56 points. I think right. David... You are going to be our returning champion. I don't really need to add these up, but I will. Uh, I'll tabulate them after we let you go. Uh, suffice to say, Gabe, no matter what you answer here, there's no way you're going to win this game. But uh, as, as to finish it out in round 10, name the kind of place where people pretend to be paying attention, Gabe. All right, we're playing for respect now, huh? All right. Yeah, let's, this is just about pride now. Let's say school. School is the number one answer and is worth 51 points. If you had been pulling something off like that this whole time, you would have won the game. Unfortunately, Big David, you have taken Gabriel the Archangel's uh, honor tonight. How do you feel about that? I feel honored to do it. Big David, uh, we'll be sending you your big fat prize package in the mail. Thank you so much for playing Gabe versus the World today. All right, thank you. All right, have a good one, Dave. Thank you. Gabe, you just got owned so hard. Yes. That I'm a little... The, the game is named after you. It's It was my opportunity to, to show that I could take on the world, and I have failed. <laughs> you know, it. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, that guy David really did play a good game. He's got multiple times where he scored more than 50... Like, he had answers that were worth more than 50 points multiple times. Two I was... three times. Round one, he scored 52 points. Round five, he scored 64 points. And that's a pisser because in round five, you also scored 60 points. So basically, it was a wash, negating your ability to catch up. And then he came in and finished strong at the end with 30 points and 56 points. Uh, You had a small window there to catch up where he blanked on two of them. I mean, think about if he had even scored any points in, in round seven and eight, it would even be worse. It's like he was toying with me. It's it's like it's like this guy spends his entire free time going to the mall in public places, surveying people, right. going door to door, just surveying <laughs> people in America. Wow. I mean, I really expected this this cool new game that I came up with to go a lot better. I don't know if I should blame myself or you the most. You know, I I, I would say you know I feel a lot of shame. <laughs> I'd say go ahead and blame me. My name's in the game. I thought it was you, a shoe in. You know, the funny part is there it this. The one of the there was another time where we did a game, and uh, it was just so lopsided and ridiculous that uh, that we ended up we ended up just never doing the game again. And it was it was different. Uh, it was a different format. It wasn't this game. He might be the world's best Family Feud player I've ever seen. He scored. He's just he was on a roll. Never again, man. Never again. I agree. 
Last segment of Broken Link Radio. Uh, it's been a long time, but it's been a good time. The only person who hasn't had a good time today is Gabe, Gabe versus the world, who lost in spectacular fashion to some random person um, who uh, apparently has nothing better to do than to play Family Feud all day, every day, and knows the number one answer that Americans have on the tip of their tongues at all times. I was crushed. I even thought I was hulking up. I was I was posing <laughs> like I, you know, I was le- trying to hear from the the masses. Everyone shut inside, so you know there weren't, wasn't a lot of banter coming back to me. But yeah, he he was phenomenal. I think that he he developed the game Family Feud. Well, let's let's have you tuck your tail between your legs and get to your news items from Gabe. All right, let's do it. So, news items. First one coming from Elizabeth City, North Carolina, the time. So, the Elizabeth City Police Department held their annual anti-crime fundraiser. Oblivious to the fact that a criminal was in their midst, according to Time, this North Carolina event included a donut eating contest in which a passerby defeated each cop by consuming eight hold on, donuts. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Gabe, Gabe. Yeah. The police department had a fundraiser with donut. A donut eating contest as a fundraiser. Absolutely. What would you expect? That's not even, re- that's not even real. That is 100% real. Published in the Time. Isn't that... Isn't that a little like it's almost so on the nose that that it, you're either completely oblivious to that or you're just an asshole for doing it? Well, maybe they're placating like, to the stereotype, you know. Why if if that's what they say then go with it. But a donut eating contest like that if I wrote that as a joke, that would be like too corny. You know what I'm saying? A donut eating contest as a police fundraiser. <laughs> oh, the police department. Yeah, what are they going to have for a fundraiser? A donating contest? Apparently in North Carolina they do. That sounds good. Let's do it. Get some don- call Duncans. It's like uh when you when when you grow up in a trailer park when you become an adult, you avoid trailer parks because you don't want to be the stereotype stereotypical white guy that grew up in a trailer park and lives the rest of his life in a trailer park. You know what I'm saying? Am I the only person who thinks like this? I don't know. I mean, perpetuating a stereotype, I can see where you're going with it. It might not be the <laughs> the 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 best in one's I, mind, but I mean, at the same time, I'm Mexican. I eat tortillas. I'm probably not going to stop doing that. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, like, it, the second somebody brought that up in the meeting, you're like, all right, we're going to fun- raise funds with a donating contest. I'm walking out of the meeting. Probably. I, I could definitely see that. I, and I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not sure if I'd be behind you or not. Because I might really want donuts. If I'm a police officer, I might all right, want it. All right, so. so these rednecks in North Carolina are having a donating contest to raise funds for the police station. Right, and meanwhile in Milwaukee, according for the, to the Associated Press, the United States' top infectious disease specialist is getting his own bobblehead. What do you the, think, Brett? The infectious disease specialist, the Dr. Fauci? I would imagine so. Yes, the, the creation. Uh, so get this: the creation from the creation from the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, which is actually housed in Milwaukee, right. features Dr. Anthony Fauci wearing a suit as he makes a motion showing how the nation needs to flatten the curve in the coronavirus pa- pandemic. So the museum in Milwaukee picked Fauci because many people see the plain speaking expert in the coronavirus as a hero right now. So, and that's according to CEO and co-founder Phil Sklar. So he isn't trying to spin things. He said he isn't trying to make people happy and tell him what they want to hear. He's actually telling them, you know, how he sees it as an expert. And I think that's really what we need 
we need him to do in this time. So, so Dr. F- a bobblehead. Dr. Fauci went from somebody in the in the government and the infrastructure of the United States that I'd never heard of until a few weeks ago, and he's now one of the biggest names in the country because the whole place is on lockdown. Have you been seeing anything on the news where people ask people like Dr. Fauci uh, questions about the coronavirus and the pandemic? Nothing from uh, no, no, no specific interviews, but I have heard a lot of quotes from him. He's basically becoming a rock star right now. And honestly, I took it as he's opposing Trump. So maybe that's the popular sort of opinion is a lot of the things he say are actually not contradictory, but but in, in opposition of a lot of the statements that Trump was would put you, out from what I've seen. Would you rather be Kim Kardashian, who is world famous because of a quote unquote leaked sex tape with Ray J? Or Dr. Fauci, who's world famous because of a globally a global emergency and pandemic. Oh, Fa- is it Fauci or Fauci? It's, I've I, been saying Fauci. Is it Fauci? I've heard it both ways. I believe it's Fauci. Okay. Um, I would go Fauci all the way. I'm sure it's nice to be Kim Kardashian for a day, but Fauci all the way, he's... He's helping aid the global pandemic. He's helping trying to find a fix for it. Yeah, he's a hero. I don't know if a bobblehead is is exactly what we need to pay memento to him, but... I uh, I was just thinking, like, neither of them are really good reasons to be famous. So it's like, it's like, why do... 20 years from now, when we go, why is that name, Dr. Fauci, sound familiar? It's like, oh, that's right, when the entire world was getting sick and everyone was afraid of dying. That's that's when we all turned to Dr. Fauci and made a bobblehead out of him. Yeah, thank you for saving us. Here's your bobblehead. You'll be forever enshrined. Now, what what uh, what Fauci actually said on so Fox and Friends today in response to it is that's nice that people want to do it, but I have other things to worry about. Basically, he doesn't care. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, that's nice. Thank you for the bobblehead. Got to save the world from a pandemic. So Fauci's face also appears on socks. Socks, like the things you wear on your feet. Yep. And a Rochester, New York shop is selling donuts with his face surrounded by a white frosting and topped off with a red, white, and blue sprinkles. Now, see, that's something I can get behind. I would not like to be world famous because of a pandemic, but anything that gets my face on a donut. How do you even put a face on a donut? I can't even imagine the physics of it. <laughs> that's got to take a, a lot of time and patience. Um, so with Sklar, he said, so he said the Bobblehead Museum plans to donate $5 from every $25 uh, every $25 Fauci bobblehead that's sold to the American Hospital Association in support of the group's effort to get masks and other personnel protective equipment for um, for healthcare workers. So, and, you know, and the uh, long and short of it, it's not too bad. So, again, going back to Sklar, hopefully it does help a lot of people through the donation and brings a smile to people's faces, as we all could use something to smile about right now, he said. And then Fauci, who is director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, has also served as an advisor to every president since Ronald Reagan. President Donald Trump has called him a star on his administration's Corona Task Force. So So why not give him a bobblehead? Yeah. So Dr. Fauci's been around forever, and I've never heard of him until two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. Same here. uh, We've all been locked in our house for so long. I don't know exactly what it's it's starting to turn to be like, yeah, like I haven't been marking the days on the wall, so I don't really know how much time has passed since the entire state of New York said just stay like don't move. So I 
from what I understand, uh, Arizona down there is slightly different. But uh, here in New York, nobody's going anywhere or doing anything. Yeah, it's a tad but, bit different out here. It's a little bit more of a um, more of a more of an eased concern, I would say. And it's I don't, I don't know. You guys probably have probably have a better school district out there, so there's probably people out there who are actually taking this seriously far uh, far quicker than out here in Arizona. I'd say probably. So. I googled this uh, this this North Carolina thing because I'm still kind of fascinated about the fundraiser the donut eating contest. Yeah, but the thing the thing I there's a whole, there's way more to this. Do you have the notes on uh, on why this was even on the list? So yeah, so so with this, so again, um, the donut eating contest, bunch of cops sitting around raising funds. So, so a bunch so... of redneck cops don't care about stereotypes, which is probably why they don't like black people and don't care if you know it. <laughs> they. I lived in North Carolina. They do not like black people. They're all Ooh, they're I... they're all in jail. They're all still still to this. Okay, all right. <laughs> the uh, they also don't care. They don't care about purporting stereotypes, enhancing stereotypes, and maintaining them. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, they so, love the perpetuation, right? So they've made a donut eating contest in their own honor to raise funds for their police department, and then uh, and then hilarity ensues. Yep, and and with that, so it, the the fact of the matter, the 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 thing that made it newsworthy is not necessarily that they're do- the cops having a, a donating contest, but a passerby which defeated each cop by consuming eight donuts in under two minutes. Uh, I feel like that's not a lot. I feel like I could eat eight donuts if not more. In, well, you in two you minutes. say that, but I've seen you eat like a, a gigantic stack of pancakes and then chase it down with a birthday cake Sunday shake thing. Oh, that was delicious too. I and still ma- think did about you that. have mozzarella sticks that night too? I'm pretty sure I did. I, I might oh have even had God. some tenders or something like that too. <laughs> I was hungry. You, ate, you eat like a seven year old. <laughs> and so with, with this guy, so he comes in and says, Hey, y'all cops having a donut eating contest? They said, Sure are. And he said, Well, give me some of those. So they passed him a box of Fauci's. And his uh-huh. victory was short lived. However, as the police arrived at his house one day later, Due to his earlier participation in two cases of breaking and entering. So the guy who won the donating contest was a criminal and then turned himself in by going to the. Is everyone in North Carolina this stupid? (laughs) It could be. You live there. I don't know. Does it seem like that's where it's like that's like the fine line of hubris and stupidity or both like. You you are a burglar by trade, and you go to the police department's fundraiser where they eat donuts. <laughs> what is the rationale? Like, what is the logic in his head? Do you think? I'm <laughs> I'm just I've break, broken and entered into these two houses. Hey, is that a bunch of cops? I should be staying away from them. Oh, they're all gathered. So literally, if I'm anywhere else in North Carolina. Anywhere <laughs> no, else in the like city, I'm fine. And then again, it goes right back to the stereotype. It's like the largest possible gathering of police I can find, where they're all <laughs> sitting around piles of donuts. Right, they're just it's, sitting there with donuts. Let me have some a, of your donuts. If this was a plot for a Seinfeld episode, I would be upset at how stupid it is. I'd be like, <laughs> nobody would do this. It would be one where the characters were all just looking at the the criminal, going, "What are you thinking? Why would you do that?" We'd have quotes I, from this character from the scene. That is, like I, I just am trying to wrap my head around it. What what's next there, Gabe? Yeah. So next news item out of Manchester, New, New Hampshire, from the Associated Press: A man has been accused of grabbing two. Oh, excuse me, grabbing a 
two and a half two and a half foot long, so seventy six centimeters for those who measure in centimeters. Sword and chasing I think those are another. Called, man. I think those are called faggots. <laughs> Could be. I'm not. I'm not used to that unit of measurement. But if you're so queer the, and you use centimeters, it's seventy six centimeters. I feel like that's. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say and measure in center, have to measure in centimeters. That's just unfortunate, regardless of the orientation. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy grabs a two and a half foot long sword and chases another man who asked him to turn down his music. Police in Manchester, New Hampshire said. A man knocked on the door of Benjamin Leyland, 47 on Monday, police said. Leyland reportedly became upset and grabbed the sword. Grab the sword, Brad. He allegedly chased the man down a hall, police said. The man got away and there were no other injuries. Leyland was charged with criminal threatening. He was also scheduled to be arraigned Tuesday. It wasn't immediately known if he had a lawyer who could speak on his behalf. Now, Do here's not a, ever. Here's, here's the question. Is this a LARPer? Is he a dungeon master? Or is he both? You know, funny, I've been watching a lot of Reno 911 in right. the, uh, the time spent at home lately, and I feel like it was this Patton Oswald. Well, I mean, has he changed his name to Leyland? Because I feel like he might be a dungeon master. When uh, when was the last... I actually, I'll, I'll share this story with you in a second, but when was the last time... Excuse me. When was the last time you were at someone's residence and saw a sword hanging up on the wall? It has been a good amount of time. That actually was a much more frequent occurrence in my in my younger years. But isn't yeah. that isn't that always isn't that always the weird kid? Like the weird kid is always into collecting knives. They're and the ones like. who found some sort of digital way to play Dungeons and Dragons or some sort of form of it online, and they yell at you for getting near their computer because you might mess something up. I'm just going to put this out there. If you have a Claymore hanging up on your wall, we're probably not friends. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, is a lot of people, I feel like... <laughs> is you're holding a Claymore right now? Uh, uh, you know, that would be even funnier, but the majority of, of friends that I feel like have had instruments of such destruction, I suppose, lots of glow sticks. Lots of glow sticks. I don't know how those glow two sticks. go hand in hand. Yes. Glow sticks for your hands, necklaces, all sorts of... Is just glow stickery with any any sword owners. But I don't know when you'll ever need to hang a clay like a samurai sword or a claymore, a long sword. I'll tell you this. So I went over and uh, I was watching Sunday Night Football with uh, with an old friend of mine. Uh, he uh, he has people over for Sunday Night Football and stuff. And uh, and so I'm sitting in the chair and we're just watching the game and. This last season in the NFL, the Sunday night games are relatively boring. They tended to be around 12 to 16 or 13 to 13 to 10, 10 to 10 at halftime. It was always a drag up until halftime. So there was a lot of time for BSing where you're just kind of making conversation. And I looked over my shoulder. I realized there's a freaking sword hanging above my right shoulder. And I looked to my, my buddy and I said, dude, what came first, Dungeon Master or the sword? And he said, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, aside from that sword, he's he's also one of those uh, bookshelf gaming people. Are you familiar with bookshelf games? No, I am not. Okay, Are they the, like Dungeons and Dragons type of? Yeah, so they're, they're like the... They're like the board games that are designed to, that are really complicated, like super complicated, and they take forever to play. Typically, the gaming space is like in hexagons because you need six degrees of freedom to move around. It's not like a checkerboard. It's not like a – they're just super complicated. 
they're very simulation oriented games. Um, and people like to make these games about every area of interest. So you might have this, there's one game called the rise and decline of the third Reich, which is about simulating world war two on a tabletop game down to the unit and squadron. Do you have any idea how long it takes to play that freaking game? I lost interest about halfway through you describing <laughs> what the game was. I cannot even begin to fathom. If you if you think that sounds horrendous, there is a similar game of equal uh, complexity, and I don't remember the name of it. I believe, but it was like the name of the game was uh, Power Grid Tycoon or something like that, and it's you play with other people and you try to maintain a power grid throughout an area of like a geographic region. Boy, is that how you spell like, fun? Like lane power lines, like maintain. Yeah. Like you're APS. I, you're I you're told an, him, an electric company. <laughs> I told him, I said that, that, that game, just the box of that game makes me feel bored. Just looking at it. I was like, I can't imagine ever even opening that box to get into how to manage power grids. Uh, mm. so, so those are the kind of games. So above my right shoulder is this freaking broadsword. or I don't even know the difference, the differentiations between them, but something you would see on Game of Thrones in real life. Okay. And then bookshelves of these uber-complicated, over-boring games that I'm not sure anybody ever... They take weeks and months sometimes years if it's a role-playing game, to ever play, right? And I'm mm -hmm. just like, I'm surrounded. I had to get out of there. I was like, well, is it halftime because I got to go? <laughs> we can that, call this. That, it's the Browns and that the Buccaneers. Is the guy, right? That is the guy who's going to chase you down the hall with his long sword and get it. Get, <laughs> and what get music arrested. was playing? What music was playing is is my question. What was What was he playing so loudly? Was it just... You know, some form of heavy metal? Was it some, just like, I don't know, what do you put, some old 1800, like, war uh, song? I don't you, know. No, he, I'll tell you right now, he's got the, uh, he's got the Game of Thrones uh, theme on repeat. And that's oh, probably, boy. that's probably why the neighbor was banging, banging on the door, right? Because it's like, just imagine you're sitting there. The Game of Thrones theme, which is already annoying, is just beating, and you, all you hear from from the top. Hey, hey, turn it down! What is he asking me to turn it down? Well, you better not. You've had it on for six hours. Do you, think, do, you think that, do you think that that guy is waiting for his next great quest? I think he was gearing up for it. I think he was putting on war paint, getting his armor ready, and the guy I, came I, knocking on at the wrong time. I don't know what the etiquette is. If you own chainmail, do you fold it and put it in your dresser, or does it need to be hung up on like a, on a mannequin head? You have to display it? I've only... I've, I, you know, actually, funny enough, I do have a former friend, which I wish I was in contact with. He'd give us the answer because he used to make it. Sit around at a call center making chainmail all, all day long. Made? I thought he I made thought chain, it I hand. thought chainmail was manufactured. So he would just, it, it looked like just a strip of metal, but that's what he said it was. 
And he would just buy it, almost like he was knitting with metal. <laughs> Who, in 2020, 19, 18, 16, actually for the last 600 years, who has needed chainmail ever for anything? And so hilarious, he came from a family of lawyers, always talked about going in and getting his bar exam, perfectly functional human being, right? made chainmail in his off time, and if you got him going on, he'd go about that and how to, and his anger at the law for, um, chain, or for not being able to modify AK-47s. Oh, just, I'm, I'm just so blown away by needing chainmail, LARPing, role-playing game fantasizing about banging Zelda like I just don't under well actually I'm not gonna lie I'd bang Zelda there's um on Star Trek Picard they had like this this hot Romulan chick she's like used to be one of those Disney actresses she kind of looked you remember the okay. you remember the the Zelda card Moesha no no not Moesha what are you talking about oh do you, re- do you remember uh the Zelda animated series have you ever seen any of that I do not believe I have no okay so uh, I'm gonna show it to you right here so uh, when I was a kid, Link had a crush on Zelda, right? Okay. So she's, she's this uh, this uh, hot elven woman right here. Look at okay. that. Dude, when I was nine, that was amazing. You were all about that, weren't you? I was all about it. Me and Link were about <laughs> to tap it, bro. On uh, Star Trek Picard, this, uh, and I forgot her name, this chick... Look at this. Doesn't she kind of look like Princess Zelda? A little bit. As if she, yeah, she dude, would have darker te- hair, but it's the same girl. Dude, I would tear it up. All right. So you are a fan of the Elvins. But the, so, so, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd take an Elven girlfriend for sure. Well, that's the thing. For her yeah, honor. You, you might need the sword, though, because it might be the guy you're fighting for her love might be Mr. Turn Your Gabe, Music Down. Gabe, Gabe, <laughs> I don't need a sword because you. we have better things than sword. I don't need to chase anyone around with a sword, nor do I need chainmail. All right, uh, let's let's get this over with. All right. Well, next, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, next police, or uh, excuse me, next news item about the police. Also, they're not eating donuts this time. So, according to CNN, okay. All right. as police across the U.S. brace for continued emergency calls in the wake of the coronavirus outbreak. One Oregon police department is dealing with 911 calls for an entirely different type of emergency. All right. Residents are calling because they've run out of toilet paper. Oh, my God. The Newport Police Department put out a notice on Facebook urging residents to stop making emergency calls due to a toilet paper outage. And with that, let me... This here. So... It is, and this is from the police themselves. It's hard to believe that we have, that we even have to post this. Do not call. <laughs> Do not call 911 just because you ran out of toilet paper. You will survive without our assistance. The police offered up some humorous and friendly tips for those dealing with the shortage. And they continue. In fact, history offers many other um, <clears throat> excuse me. History offers many other options for you in time of need if you cannot <laughs> find a, a role. Just reading through. I can, so, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get like, through this. This is one that's no, very dear to my heart. <laughs> so, what is the what is the toilet paper situation down there? So everyone's out of it. Um, we've all agreed to like a better time. Do your business. Jump in the shower. If it all hits the fan and you couldn't get a bidet, jump in the shower. Right. 
It's perfectly fine. So, is there really is there really not toilet paper? There is not a a, a roll to be found anywhere except in wow. businesses. How wow. is it out there? Is it different out there? Um. So there have been a. It's it's funny. I, I always said it's, it's. I have to say this though. I don't get it at all. I don't understand why when the news is coming out that the world's on fire and uh, everyone needs to batten down the hatches and there's this big pandemic coming and you need to get your your ducks in a row. The the rush at the store was not for milk, eggs, or bread. The rush at the store was for toilet paper and frozen pizza. Yes, you cannot tots. find. Yeah, what? A, why is? Ironically, the thing they are directly in conflict with each other. If you wanted to save on toilet paper, maybe you buy some less pizza. Right, buy something that's a little causes a little but, bit more blockage. Uh, well, so, well, well, and the great thing blockage. is, <laughs> just you try. You right? Would, would you not want to be constipated if you're trying to use less toilet paper? I never want to be constipated. Well, and and so, that and there you go, and that's that's where the alternatives come in. But no, the the rationale behind the the panic buying is a lot of basically with the lack of information and clear direction from just global leadership, people basically start um, buying what's utilitarian. So therefore, toilet paper, frozen pizza, tater tots. And so with this, the police also suggested using, so for, if you can't find toilet paper, using receipt papers, newspapers, cloth rags, and even an empty toilet paper roll. Be resourceful, police wrote. Be patient. There is a toilet paper shortage. This too shall pass. Just do not call 911. We cannot bring you toilet paper. I, uh, what was the last time you were stuck on the toilet without any, without any tissue? It's been a while. It's been a while. I thought it, I thought it was going to be pretty close, uh, to coming up again here with the, just the current circumstances, but luckily we were able to find some. I don't know. When was the last time that you've had to even go down the hall, maybe? Oh, it happened at a friend's house one time. That was terrible. It happened down the hall. <laughs> they, it had, or if you, if you don't keep the toilet paper and immediately, you know, in the, if you keep it in a, uh, uh, not a pantry, but what's, what's the clothes pantry? The linen, linen closet. Uh, linen closet, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, a wardrobe. Like a, yeah, like a pantry for your clothes. If it's not in the bathroom, then you got to go down the hall with your pants down. You know, it's embarrassing if there's anybody else around. Okay, so I remember this is just a short story. As a uh, as a kid, uh, my move was always to use notebook paper. Okay. But the trick is, if you just use notebook paper, that's way too harsh, right? Of course, so yeah. So you got to grab the notebook paper and you got to crinkle it up once undo it Mm. crinkle it up again undo it fold it like you'd fold a letter or something and then crinkle up the folded one and then it should be sort of like broken down enough that so i bet you everyone who's been rushing out for toilet paper and stuff they've got i don't know if they're any if if you're anything like me you have bunch you have a bunch of unused notebooks lying Mm. around the house and uh yeah i just don't understand the the whole rush to it it's like it, it toilet paper doesn't get the job done by itself anyway so does that mean that all these people who are desperate for toilet paper are in the routine of just not washing their ass at all it could be it could very well be that would be my presumption i mean what were they do were they buying toilet paper before right like what did they just hope i don't get it i never i I haven't been able to wrap my head around it this whole time so if there's anything that we take away from today's program everybody 
wash your ass. We'll see you later, scumbags.